to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Tyler T. Taylor. It is September 7th, 2016. We have about one more day until football is here. So, we're going to finish up our fantasy football talk today. Hopefully, we get into the Mount Rushmore. We still got to talk to you guys about what kept, what happened with Kevin Durant and also what Derrick Rose said. Listen, I know I know, I keep saying we're going to get into it every week, but you know what happens. Regardless of the time and regardless of that weather, it is always a good time to talk some sports. So, let's start talking. Woo! Alrighty, folks. So, if you're listening here today, you are actually in for a special treat. This is actually the first time ever that we are attempting to go live with the Mighty Sports Podcast. So, we're going to see how things run today. It's, 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 been a, it's been a test to get things up and running. It's, it's definitely put a put everything I've <laughs> that I've learned. I don't really want to say everything that I've learned. But it definitely put a lot of things to use today. I had to fandang a lot of things, and so and also some things worked in my favor too. So we're really gonna see how everything manages to come out today. Because to be honest with you, I really don't know. So we so now, if you are listening, we now have the opportunity to catch the My T Sports podcast on TuneIn Radio for next day listening, SoundCloud for same day listening, and now on Mix. L R for live streaming. So so that's actually where we're at now. I don't know if there's anybody listening. Actually, I can actually see that there's nobody listening. <laughs> so like I said, we go keep we go keep going and we go keep posting. Right? And also in due fashion, as I always say that I am gonna always try to I'm always gonna try to have some kind of some kind of game, some kind of life, or some kind of event going on in the back, so that you know, if we need to, we can always break into some breaking news. And I, I'm not gonna lie to you, I wanted to watch that WNBA game from last night because I didn't get a chance to quite to finish watch it, but I do know that it was for the top spot in the WNBA. So because we're not watching, I'm not gonna talk about that today. I may just bring it up. Who knows? I'm probably still ain't gonna bring it up now. I'm probably gonna look it up some information during the, during one of the breaks. But what we are gonna get now is Serena Williams live playing Halep from Russia. Serena Williams is the number one seed, and Halep is the number five seed. Currently, Serena is up. What's that? One set to nothing. Um, closing out the first set six. Um, basically she she skunked her six nothing, and so far this second set is looking. Let's see if they show the score. Well, we'll get the update when we show the score. So, if you was with us last week, then you were here for basically the quarterback, the running back, and the wide receiver rundown of fantasy football. So now if you're back this week, you know that I promised you that we weren't, I wasn't just going to leave you with those three people. No. But so what we're gonna do is that we're gonna leave, we're gonna get through the rest of these guys. We're gonna talk about the tight ends. We're gonna talk about the defensive, and we're gonna talk about the kickers. And if you happen to not, 
to not do your draft yet, then I, and I guess this is a perfect timing for you. This is going to be the perfect time for you to finish up, um, to, to get some last-minute tidbits, right? Well, I don't know when you're going to do your draft. You know, some people do their draft on the Saturday after the first game has been tried. They don't even count this Thursday game, some people. So we'll see. So if you're one of those people, you know, this is basically going to be for you so you can finish out that second half of the podcast. So you can finish out the second half of your draft. So, now what happens? So, as we get into it, right, we have the tight ends. And the tight ends are a very awkward bunch. They're kind of like receivers. They just don't get utilized a lot. So, really what you're going to see is basically the 10 guys that may happen to get used the most. Let's try, for instance, let's start with number 10. And, and listen, you guys kind of already know who, who tops out this list. Like, there is one big party animal fiend that you guys all know about. But, you know, in case you need some reminding. Number 10 for the tight ends. Coming in number 10. It's going to be Zach Miller from Chicago. And this is probably going to be... This is probably going to be one of those picks. It's because the tight end in Chicago is always being utilized. Right? Because we know that Jay, that Cutler, he used to use his boy Bennett for a while before Bennett got shipped over to New Orleans. To New, to New England. <laughs> New Orleans. Got shipped over to New England. But that was more when he had that combination of Jeffries, Marshall, and Bennett to go along with it. But on top of, as you see in Bobby J. Cutler using Zach Miller as just a safety blanket, or using us using him a lot, Zach Miller is just a pretty good, decent, all-around great, you know, or let's just say great, but good. Is a very good tight end. He's always, he's always been a good tight end so that's the reason why he's why he's over here producing because he's he's actually kind of one of those so it's, it's kind of a combination of him being a good tight end and the expectation that that Cutler is going to utilize him to an extent that makes him Makes him a serviceable fantasy football tight end. Next up. Next up is going to be Tyler Eifert from Cincinnati. And I'm not quite sure about Tyler Eifert from Cincinnati. I'm thinking that Tyler Eifert from Cincinnati is getting is getting more of a push because that because in Cincinnati they lost. They lost their number, what is it now? Their number three and their number two options is when it came to wide receivers. So basically, the only thing that you kind of have over there right now is, is probably A.J. Green and Tyler Eifert. Because Tyler Eifert isn't really a name that, that jumps off the page to anybody. As we see that two new listeners have just popped up. So if you hear me out there, I see you. I'm not sure. There's some kind of way that I, I believe that we're able to interact. But we'll figure that out a whole nother time. And apparently that we may be having some audio issues when it comes to the live stream. So we're gonna do so, so we're gonna continue and hopefully that we can fix whatever problems that we're having over here. Next up, number eight is gonna be Zach Ertz from Philly. And this is more This is more of, of a of, of a of, of a projection of This is, I believe this is more of a projection of what he may be versus of anything of what he actually is. Because I'm not seeing any particular reason of why Tyler Eifert should be ranked as high as he currently is. But he's up there. I'm sorry, Zach Eifert, not Tyler Eifert. Zach Ertz. Tyler Eifert, I think, is per- may just be perfectly ranked. 
Then we have Gary Bambridge from Cleveland. And Gary Bambridge from Cleveland. I'm not even going to begin or even start to act like I know who the heck this sucker is. He's a guy. What kind of guy? No clue. But apparently they're projecting him and that stagnant Cleveland offense to put up numbers. So apparently this is a projection of who... RG3 and everybody who RG3 is and what they may think is going to happen now. Who knows? Next up is is, is going to be number six, Kobe. It's going to be Kobe Fleener. Kobe Fleener is the tight end for New Orleans as we see people trying to sneak into the Mighty Sports Park, Mighty Sports Studio. This always happens. Last week it was the cleaning lady and this lady. I don't even know who this person is. <laughs> so. Next we have now. Like I said. It's going to be Kobe Fleener for New Orleans. And, and I'm not going to lie to you. He's, he's, a, he's a pick that I do. Like only because. I think as we told you before that. Drew Brees. Really likes to spread that ball around as much as possible. He is probably. He is probably now what is considered. One of the most friendliest quarterbacks that we that we have out there and, and and that's probably the reason why i don't like players from new orleans but i'll take the tight ends i i, I don't know what, and listen because we saw what he did with tight ends in the past and i think that this is a combination of that this is also a combination of what drew Brees has done with the likes of let's say jimmy graham but also what drew Brees just does from season to season to season to season like let's not get a twist it unless I, I act like that Drew Brees is not the guy that's been putting up 4,500 yards for almost a decade now. Plus, you know, and let's sprinkle in at least, was it two to four, 5,000 yard seasons? Well before Tom Brady or Peyton Manning did it? I'm just saying. That's Drew Brees. And that's probably the reason why Cody Fleener is coming in number six for the tight ends. N- number five is, is Travis Kelsey, um, the reality show guy from Kansas City. And he's another guy that I think maybe ranked a little too high. Because I don't know how Kansas City puts up numbers. Kansas City is still the team that, in the back of my head, I see them struggling just to try to put up points. Like, is, it, is it just me? Or, was, or has that not been Kansas City for the last two to three years? Because if it's something different, then please, 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 by any means necessary, let me know because I am, I am sadly mistaken, apparently. Next, for the number four, is going to be Delaney Walker from Tennessee. And Delaney Walker from Tennessee is... Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I don't get it. Because, like, once again, like, like I said, there are people in the, there are people in, like, the number 10 spot and the number 8 spot. Well, maybe the number 10 spot. That I probably would have put Hyde in all these guys. And I don't know. Is it a, Mar- is it a Marcus Mariota thing? Is it because he's been Marcus Mariota's security blanket? That's probably the reason why he's ranked so high. But to be honest with you, when it comes to fantasy football, number four through number ten is probably going to be interchangeable, and and that's and that's probably why I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself, I really don't understand how they have any of these guys ranked when it comes to four through ten through tight ends. But that's probably because all of those guys, four through ten of tight ends, are going to be interchangeable pieces. They are probably all going to average anywhere between like five and nine points if you're lucky every single every single game and. The, the difference between five and nine is if they have one of those games where they have 50 yards or if they're going to have one of those games where they have 30 yards and one touchdown. But because honestly, I don't see much coming from these tight ends. But Greg also from Carolina, who comes in at number three, I see him being ranked up. I don't understand why he's not ranked number two. Like, like is it just because he's old or is it is it because that Cam Newton now has back his number one target and this is going to be a second year for Funches? Because all I can remember is that Greg Olson is the, is the consummate professional. Like, he looks like what a professional should look like every single time I see him. And that's whether you're talking about on the field or off the field, whether he's running routes or he's just out there doing interviews. He has been probably one of the most, outside of like what Jimmy Graham before he got injured, one of the most consistent tight ends out there. So, I guess we're going to see if Greg Olsen stays number three. I don't think he's going to stay number three for long. 
Number two is Jordan Reed from Washington. And I'm and I do remember Jordan Reed last year going through a bunch of going through a bunch of weeks where he had really good really good numbers. But we're still talking about Washington here. And unless this is just brand new faith in Kirk Cousins, then I'm not quite sure where this is coming from. When we come back from commercial break, we get to talk about the number one tight end in the NFL and fantasy football. Tired of being ripped off by those other guys, head down the multi-best game and get... continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway. Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games. Not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old-school titles and systems. Starting as early as Atari and Nintendo, to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. And yes, that does include PlayStations, GameCubes, and Xbox and in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Message Registry Plaza. That's conveniently located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Believe it or not, just five minutes from Sunlight Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multivest Games, where you save more so you can play more. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am again your host, Talent T. Taylor. And once again, as I told you, that we are back and we are doing a test run. Not only are we over here recording on SoundCloud as we normally do, which is, but we're also trying a new live feed on Mixer app, which is M-I-X-L-R. So as we play around with the two things, you know, I, I, bear with me if my attention may be a little drawn today. Because I'm trying to make sure I get you guys the best podcast, and there's a lot of things going on today. And I just want to make sure all the audios are coming out right. But more importantly, we want to make sure this SoundCloud is coming out right. Because we're going to play around with this live feed for a couple more days and see exactly what happens with it. And we're going to find a way to make sure that the listeners are getting the audio exactly right, hearing the commercials exactly right, and getting the full experience that they should. But before, but before we go any further off the rail, let's not forget, as we get into the number one tight end in the NFL and for fantasy football, and you've probably guessed it already, because I already told you that he's a party animal. He's a party fiend. He is one of those guys that really enjoys himself, but he's a great football player. So when you're a combination of those two, there's not a lot of places that you can complain about. Number one tight end from New England, Ron Gronkowski, the Gronk. And that's no surprise because he's going to be a security blanket for Garoppolo, but even more so, he is, he's the man when it comes for Tom Brady. Like, he is the number one target. He is not only just the number one tight end in fantasy football, but at times... He can be the number one receiver in all of football. So that alone is, 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 is I guess, something that you're going to want to hold on to when it comes to... It, it, put it so, he's one of those guys, if you could get high, you want to get high. I remember, what I, I remember what I said earlier, that if you're not getting a top 10 player from every single position, at least one, then you're not competing. You're not competing at all. I don't, I don't, I don't care who you are, what, what you are, what you say, or what you do. If you are not getting top 10 players from every single position, then you're not putting forth a real effort to compete in fantasy football. Now, 
the next two the next two categories we're probably going to run through faster than anything else because these are the two categories that are that are thought of the least right and unless you just find somebody that's super unless you just have one of these defenses that are super elite you're usually probably not reaching for a defense anywhere before the 10th round and and granted this is me talking about actually no 10th round 10th round i'm sorry <laughs> there's, there's no way possible that you should be grabbing a you should be grabbing a defense anywhere before them and the kicker should be the very last position like honestly like like i said that's only if you're reaching for a defense Honestly, like your defense should be almost like your very next to last pick. Unless you're just trying to find one of those elite defenses. And coming in at number 10, when it comes to defenses, ranked in fantasy football. Number 10 is going to be the Jets. And not for nothing, Jets will probably be a defense that I reach for. And I'm, and I'm comfortable saying that now because my fantasy, foot, my fantasy draft is over and I did reach for them. And I, and, I, and I reach it on with a big old smile on my face. Also because, like, this is one of those few years where I knew I was playing with a Jets fan. So, when I play with other Jets fans, I know there's a liability for, some, for certain Jets players to be, to be taken. Especially if there's a Jets fan in there. And I knew that he was going to reach for that Jets defense. I knew he would have. So, I had to make sure I grabbed it before him. So, yeah, I stuck at the paparazzi. If you don't know what the paparazzi is, listen, you see them lights, camera, action. They're bright. So we're going to run through this. Number 10 is going to be the Jets. And Jets defense ranked at number 10. I don't get it. To be honest with you, I don't get it. Especially when I look at some of the other defenses that they're ranked behind. Like being ranked behind the Dolphins defense, who is number 9. And the Vikings defense, who is number 8. And the, and the Rams defense, who is number 7. And the Chiefs defense, who is number 5. Come on, I understand who, how, the, how the Texans are ranked number 6. So if anything, I'm thinking that the Jets should be ranked at the number 6 defense in the league. Ahead of the Rams, ahead of the Vikings, and definitely ahead of the Dolphins. Ahead of the Dolphins are ranked ahead of the Jets. This see, this is one of those things that this is one of those things that, that you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, this is definitely a projection. Oh, this is definitely a prediction because there is no way possible that if you've watched last year or you watched this year or you watched the year before, if you've watched any year, like I'm, I'm listen. Unless all of a sudden, miraculously, the Miami Dolphins have, have this all of a sudden gotten their ish together, I don't see how they rank above the Jets. But they are. So the Jets are ranked number nine. The Dolphins are ranked number. Uh, Jets are ranked number ten. The Dolphins are ranked number nine. That's not how I would pick them, but that's where they're ranked. Vikings are ranked, are ranked number eight, and the Vikings are gonna have to hell of a, gonna do a hell of a job because they just lost their quarterback down there. Now they have Sam Bradford, the guy that didn't want to play in Philly, and he held out even though he has no reason to be holding out. But. He was worth enough that the Vikings gave the Philadelphia Eagles a number one pick. So, listen, Philadelphia Eagles are looking really, really good after Chip Kelly has left that place looking like the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. Too soon? Or the levy broke in New Orleans? Hey, that's even sooner. There we go. That's much better. So, top, top four defenses. Number four, Carolina Panthers. And they probably drop a little bit. Actually, I can't even say they dropped a little bit because they are probably perfectly ranked where they should be, whether they had Josh Newman or whether they didn't have Josh Newman. Then there is number three, the Seattle Seahawks. And Seattle Seahawks coming at number three kind of surprises me, but this is more to say that as they've been a Super Bowl team and contending and also starting to get slightly older, that the Cardinals continue to get, slight, I guess, slightly younger and slightly better. Coming at number two, Arizona Cardinals as for defenses. And last but not leastly, still from number one from last year. Right, because basically this is, still, this is the defense that won the Super Bowl last year. And now this is going to be this, and this is the team that starts out this season ranked number one. As hold on, hold on, hold on, wait for it. As we get a quick update for you, as Serena Williams is down in the second set, um, three to one. So remember, I told you she won her first set six to two. Now she's down in the second set, three to one, and current now she um the matchup is tied at 40, 40 apiece. Um, Serena serving, and I, and I guess they're trying to see if she can, she's gonna see if she can get the advantage on this one. 
I'll keep you updated as this continues to go on as Serena Williams plays in the prime time hours of the night. I'm talking about prime time. 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 Right. So you guys did get there, right? Number one kicker. Number one defense. Broncos. Right. And hope. And they're gonna have to put. And they're another defense that's gonna have to put themselves to work. Actually, a lot of these defenses are gonna be them put themselves to work because I can't think of a a team that has. Like any one of these teams that has a good defense that has a matching offense, right? So the Broncos, I think the Broncos have a rookie quarterback, so they don't they quite don't know what he's gonna do, but he has great offensive weapons. But eh, we need a good running game. Cardinals may be the most, the most, the best put together team when you're talking about offense and defense. Behind them, probably the Seahawks, and behind them, probably the Panthers. Now that the Panthers have all their weapons back, I'm sorry, man. When we come to all around teams, I'm, I'm putting the checks up there. Like is like is that a homer pick? Like I know I know I know that they have the problems at, at, at quarterback, but if we're talking about the Broncos up there as one of the was one of the favorites to make the playoffs, yeah, I I, I said it, I yeah I said it. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? As you may be hearing a little echo somewhere, I don't know how to get that echo out yet. But we are working on it. We are working on everything and every single moment to get this better to you. Listen, it's, it's weird. We're going to see what happens here. If anything, what's going to happen is that the live stream is going to be way more messed than the sound than, than, than the playback. <laughs> this thing is probably going to be all over the place, but... but it's still, it's still promising. We still got some promises. So now as we run through the kickers, right? And I'm not even going to mention any of these kickers by name. I'm going to mention these kickers by team. Because kickers really don't matter. As I still think the Jets should be ranked a lot higher than that. And looked at as, a, as a overall as a better team. But being ranked number 10 in defense is not bad. I just think that they should be ranked higher and more. So... Number 10, Number kicker, 10. Minnesota. Minnesota. Number 9, kicker, Nine. Dallas Cowboys. Number 8, kicker, Denver Broncos. Number 7, kicker, the Green Bay Packers. Number 6, Arizona Cardinals. Number 5, Pittsburgh Steelers. Number 4, Baltimore Ravens. Number 3, Seattle Seahawks. Number 2, Carolina Panthers. And number 1, New England Cheaters. They're deflators. The cheater deflators? The deflating cheaters? How, how do you call them? So, that should now technically be every single thing running from here to there from your fantasy football. And, and, and like I said, we went through it. If you haven't drafted yet, then you'll have to listen to last week's show to be able to get what happened with the quarterbacks, wide receivers, and the running backs. But as far as right now goes, this is pretty much as, as, as well as it's, as it's going to get. So we're gonna take this number. We're gonna take this next quick break, right? And when we come back, you guys are finally lucky here, cause here it finally comes. We get the opportunity to finally talk about my Mount Rush, my Mount Hate More of sports, and this is all sports, not just NFL, not just basketball. Like we were talking baseball, we're including wrestling. Like if I if I had a tennis player that I hated, I'll probably throw her in there too. And I, I said, well, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. At one point in time, there was a tennis player that I didn't quite like, and and it wasn't that he wasn't good. It was just it was just that he wasn't he was the best comp competitor, and and the guy that was always stopping my dude Andy Roddick. You can guess who I'm talking about there, see Pete Sampras, but he's no longer part of this equation. He's no longer relevant. That's like me. That's like me calling out Reggie Miller this this time. So, like I said, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to see how, what happens here. And when we come back, we're going to get into that and more. And just remember, if you are listening today on, what's this, Mix LR, I do thank you. But also, if you're hearing this, you can hear this also on TuneIn Radio and on SoundCloud. They didn't join this team to win championships. 
or become famous. They join because there is important work to be done, and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. Welcome back, back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. As I said, I am your host, Talent T. Taylor. And if you're still listening, like I said, you still be, you may be listening on MixLR, you may be listening on TuneIn Radio, or you may be listening on SoundCloud. But however you are listening today, tonight, tomorrow afternoon, whenever it is, I do appreciate it. So, I told you guys that I was, we was going to talk about my, my Mount, my Mount Hate More, and maybe even get into... And maybe even get into this Derrick Rose talk. But you know what? Something else interested me or caught my eye right before then. And it, it happened when this happened. Uh, d- playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? When playoffs happen. And part of it is also that we're also... That I, I also went into that rate about where the Jets were ranked. So, so it kind of made me start to think. Because remember what they said last year, right? Or, or not what they said last year, but what they've said almost every year is that as we see a break now. Oh, wait, 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 before I just get that to you all rugged and raw. As we take a break, as we see the second set now, it is, what's this lady's name? Harpo for Serena Williams 3. Uh, Serena Williams is making a slight comeback to see if she could finish this all in straight sets. And not have to worry about going into a third. So the thing that caught my eye was that they happened to say that every single year we have about five to eight teams, right? So on the low end, let's really say five. Right? We have about five teams every single year that do not make the playoffs. And it's kind of intriguing, right? Because it makes you kind of think, if this five teams total... That isn't going to make the playoffs. Like, who are your locks? And who made it last year that you're just looking at like, yeah, bro, like, your number's up. I'm sorry. You're not going to catch the same breaks. You're not going to get the same luck. And the same teams that sucked last year that allowed you to cup get in there aren't going to suck. So that made me start thinking. It made me start thinking. And, and I do apologize. This, this should probably be a little bit more put together. But I, said, like I told you, I caught this on the fly based off the last segment. So last year's playoffs, right? We're talking about in the AFC. We have Broncos, Steelers, Bengals, the Deflators, Texans, and the Chiefs. And then Sony have to figure out, okay. Out of all of these teams, and then switch over to the other side, NFC, 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 NFC. Let's see here. We had Arizona. We had the Seahawks. Arizona Cardinals, we had the Seahawks. We had the Carolina Panthers. The Packers. The Vikings. And Washington. Yeah, because they are definitely the very first team that I do not believe are going to make it into the playoffs next year. So... Automatically, let's just go ahead and take the Redskins out of this. All right, Redskins will not whatsoever, and I'm trying to write some of this down as we go on, so bear with me. I don't believe the Redskins whatsoever are going to make the playoffs, right? So that's the very first team that we're taking out of here. I, I don't believe in the Chiefs either. So I'm knocking out the Chiefs. And then this is where things start to get very, 
very, very shaking. Because now I start to wonder, who else is there? Like, really, who else is there? Like, who do I not believe in enough to say that, okay, you're not going to make the playoffs? And it has to, and, and the way I figure it, because <laughs> you have to understand technically what I'm trying to do here, is that I'm trying to figure out a way that I can get the Jets making the playoffs. So I have to figure out who am I taking out first in the AFC, who do I know is probably going to make it, and then where can the Jets squeeze themselves in? Like I believe the like I believe the Steelers are locked. Uh, so let's, let's let's start there. AFC North: Ravens, Bengals, Steelers, and Browns. So I think the Steelers are locked, and the Bengals—they're iffy. They may not make it. So the Steelers are locked. That means the Bengals—that means the Bengals are at, at best are going to be a wild card team. They was the first line of hope for the Jets. That. AFC South is going to be one of those divisions that you're going to look at again and you're going to wonder what the hell is going on. That's what I'm assuming. Texans, Colts, Jaguars, Titans. And we're all projecting Andrew Luck to come back and look as good as ever. So Or look as look like he did before. So if Andrew Luck continues to look as he did before, then we're priestly projecting a 10-6 season. I know he's got 11-5 and 11-5 and before then. I'm saying 10-6 because I'm giving him some competition for the fact that the Jaguars should be better. And the Texans should be better. But I'm taking the Texans out of this one. So I'm definitely taking out the Chiefs. And I'm definitely taking out the Texans. And if I'm taking out the Chiefs and the Texans. Because I guess the only way the Texans are going to make it is if the Texans win their division. And I don't see the Texans winning their division. So I'm giving that automatically to the Colts. We had two spots. Well, three if you want to count Bengals taking the wild card. We all know, as much as I hate to say this, and I really hope it's I'm wrong. Oh God, dag, freaking! F the New England Patriots will most likely win the AFC East again, which means that they are going to be secured for last. But it doesn't even matter if they if they finish these first four games with Tom Brady is of one and three. The Patriots will still find a way to win eight in a row. At least win at least eight of the next games. They will find that way. Listen, Tom Brady doesn't doesn't lose that many games to begin with. But I guarantee you one of those games he's gonna lose, he's gonna lose to the Jets. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, B, don't judge me. Don't 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 hate us cause you ain't us. And you have no reason to hate the Jets, to be honest with you. Like I don't even know why I said that. It just sounded good as it left the tongue. I do apologize. I got a little overzealous. I was, I was, I was getting hype. I was, I was in the moment. You know, there was reggae horns everywhere. I got Jim Morrow talking about playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, I, they just need to make the playoffs, and we gonna see. Like, I, I, I really believe the Jets are gonna make the playoffs, but the Jets make the playoffs as a wild card again. And then that, I guess, that technically just leaves what team do we believe is gonna come up the West? Are the Raiders gonna finally take? That step and take advantage. Like, see, and and let me let me get here first, right? Because automatically every single person is giving it to the Broncos, and not for nothing. I'm not gonna lie to you. I've given this division to the Broncos, but I've done it with a lot of trepidation. Like, like I am very hesitant to give it to the Broncos. And I know what you're saying. That people keep saying that hey, the Broncos took that the Broncos won won the Super Bowl last year when they had. It was just their defense, and they were and they were being and they had to carry their offense. And if they and if they did it carrying their offense and a busted quarterback, then they could do it with this new quarterback. And I keep looking at them like, and every time every time I hear this, I wonder. As now we're up to twelve listeners. Thank you guys, whoever's listening out there. I appreciate it. So, whoever they keep they keep every time they say this, I look at them like they like like they have three heads because they make it seem like a defense. A great defense can just make it with any old quarterback. Because if that's the case, then Mark Sanchez really should have won a championship already. Uh, listen, as retorted as that sounds, bear with me for a second. Because they keep saying, like, Osweiler is, is going to do just as well. And I'm like, the Raiders have a complete team damn near. And the Chiefs, every time I look around, the Chiefs, the Chiefs has a has a high-ranking tight end and has a high-ranking defense and has a high... You know, so... The Chiefs made it into the playoffs last year, so the Chiefs are looking to continue continually make some noise. 
And the Denver Broncos have quarterback issues. And yet they made it while they had quarterback issues last year. Stop pretending like they didn't have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So while Peyton Manning was, was, was putting up ducks with his arm, he was throwing lasers with his mind. So you can't just say all of a sudden that Osweiler is going to be able to do the same thing that Peyton Manning did because because Osweiler doesn't have the knowledge that Peyton Manning does. Like, Peyton Manning knew, like, while I didn't have, like, all of his arm shifts, I, could, I still knew, he still knew exactly in every single given situation where to put the ball. As we see, now, wait, 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 let me make sure we get this out here right to you. And if you know the show, then you know that that means that we have some breaking news. As we have Halep from Russia up now in the second set, 5-3 to three over Serena Williams. But she's a little upset as we see a replay of her banging her racket several times on the concrete as she gave up the advantage to Serena. So right now it's 5-3, Halep, advantage, Serena. As like I said, they've been, they've been, well, no, they we weren't stuck here for a while, but, oh. Serena's first serve is a fault. Just slightly out. So, as we, as we get back here, and, and as we said, that was some breaking news. As I told you, I like to, I like to tap into whatever's going in now. I like it, it's, it's a distraction, and it allows me to keep current. So, at least while, I'm, while we're doing this, we, we still don't miss anything. So, if anything pops up on the tickler that you feel like you need to know, trust me, I'll make sure I get that out to you guys, too. So, then, here we are. So, then, that's basically how I kind of have it set now. We're going to have the cheaters. We're going to have the stealers. We're going to have the... Colts and like I said I'm, st I'm still iffy on the Broncos but I'm gonna give the Broncos it but that other spot that other spot I, I think I'm giving it to the Raiders like if I don't if I don't give it to the Bengals then I'm giving it to the Raiders for some odd reason I, I see the Raiders finally putting enough together to make it back into the playoffs with the young squad that they have and the young defense that's, that's the thing I understand about how the Raiders aren't ranked any better because they have, they may be one of the few teams that have young, up-and-coming, solid players that we see produce from last year, like quarterback, wide receiver, defense. Forgive me, as I can't remember what their running game looks like, but I, I get surprised these last couple of years why Oakland isn't being ranked higher, and maybe... You know, people are being conservative as they try to wait for them to get out their own way. But now the NFC. The, the NFC it has basically its own set of challenges just because two of, these, two of these rankings, I think, are going to be depending on if these guys win their division or not. So the Panthers, I see the Panthers repeating again. Well, that's not really hard to say. Seahawks and Packers, same exact thing. Now, I do see the Cardinals making it from there as well. So then now we're basically talking about who's going to win the East. Because Who, whoever wins the NFC East, because I don't see two teams coming out of the NFC East. Which two teams haven't come out of the NFC East in a while. So I don't see two teams winning the NFC East. And the funny thing about it is that each one of those teams have their own problems and you can doubt them all aggressively. But the two teams, I would, I would guess you would see it that's at the forefront of it, are going to be the Cowboys and the Giants. And I don't know if it's the homer in me that is, that is leaning a little bit more towards the Giants, even though Old Dirty Player is on that team. And I don't know, like, listen, like if, <laughs> I'm still waiting for, for Odell Beckham Jr. and Russell Wilson to, make, like, to, to, to run into each other at a club and have a dance-off. Like, have you seen this? this? I don't know what's going on. Like, and is that really Puff Daddy's new here? Like what is going on out here? Like young, like what? Listen, see, yeah, what, yeah, one, what, what young Jock is doing? Like, I, see, I blame this on the little, on the little Will Smith boy. Remember a couple, remember like a couple years back, the little Will Smith boy was out there wearing skirts. Well, fast forward it now, and we have young thug, young Jock, and what I'm hoping was a Photoshop head of P Diddy. So, listen, we got a little sidetracked. And since we getting sidetracked, how about we do this? Because there is nothing else that we love more than to hear what we do on the side. 
So we're going to tell you this one time, probably one time only. If you're stuck trying to figure out what to do on a Friday, stop worrying, stop thinking. Head to Capone's nightclub in downtown Fort Lauderdale. This is where you're going to find DJ Scepter. He's going to be mixing in the lounge room. You find him, you know why you found DJ Scepter? So you can start dancing, so you can start drinking. Or start drinking so you can start dancing, whichever way you like to do it. But find DJ Scepter every Friday, 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, you bring your sexy. Fellas, bring your swag. It goes down at Capone every single Friday. But wait, listen, there's more. If you're trying to figure out what to do on a random Wednesday, and listen, there's one place that Wednesdays all popping, and that's every single Wednesday, at O'Malley's from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Come listen to DJ Scepter. And if, listen, and if you're into Bear Pong, they have a massive Bear Pong tournament going on. So you get music, you get Bear Pong, you get alcohol. They have this, this lovely young broad named Carrie that's behind the counter. Like, so you also get some eye candy. Listen, DJ Scepter, he's playing everywhere that you want to be. Birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, kinks near this bachelor and bachelorette parties. DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. For reservations, go to bookings at djscepter.com. Welcome back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Again, I am your host, Talent T. Taylor. And if you are listening, again, thank you. And you should be listening on either SoundCloud or TuneIn Radio for the playback of the recording. But if you are listening live, I do thank you. You should be able to listen live now on MixXL. And if you listen on MixXL, I am aware that we may be having all kinds of issues right now. It's the first, it's the first time that we're trying this one out. So again, if there are, we're going to apologize now. We're getting better at this. So as we continue with the NFC, right? Continue with the NFC. It was the Panthers, Seahawks, Packers, Cardinals. Giants and Cowboys are basically going to be the only two teams I see coming out of the NFC North. Or sorry, the NFC East. And, that, and depending on whoever wins that division is going, to be, is going to be whoever makes the playoffs. I don't see two teams coming out of it. I don't see two teams worthy of being better than any other team really out there. Like, based off the fact that they even make the playoffs, I think you're going to look at it and be like, wow, they made the playoffs? You can, you can still make the playoffs at like 6 and 8, 6 and 10? I'm joking. It probably won't be 6 and 10, but it's going to be a record that, you, that you're going to be like, please, somebody, hurry up and win. Which also leads me to the same scenario between the New Orleans Saints and the, and the Atlanta Falcons. And I believe that it's going to be a toss-up between those two. And who, know, and who really knows? Like, I have more faith in the Saints than I do the Falcons at this point in time. And... It's only, and if, and only, honestly, if the Falcons didn't have Julio Jones and and a decent running back, who's that? Who's that? Who's their running back now? Freeman or something like that. So if they didn't have, if they didn't have that, I honestly would have no faith in them. So even though I kind of say, hey, given Atlanta consideration. I'm really not giving Atlanta that much consideration. Like, I am, I am way more concerned of, way more, way, way more leaning towards New Orleans making the playoffs. So, I know it's early, but you know what? I have to get my picks out there because when we when we flash back on this, which we will, one day, I don't want you to say that I just made this up. Here we go for the official record. My prediction way before predictions should be made. The deflating cheaters are going to make the playoffs. Pittsburgh Steelers, the Jets, the Colts, the Broncos, and the Raiders. That's the AFC. Followed by the Panthers in the NFC, the Seahawks, the Packers. 
I'm going to go with the Giants, Cardinals, and the Saints. And there we go. And that is... Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? And that's kind of how I see him coming out. Now, who do I think is going to win the Super Bowl? I am not even going to... I'm not even going to attempt to go there yet, as I just got the alert that we are winding down to the final 10 minutes of the podcast. Folks, yeah, that's how quickly things go. And listen, why we have the final 10 minutes? Let me go ahead and get this out right, because as you know, that I recently did a game where I was calling... I did a minor league game where I was calling for the... Palm Beach Cardinals versus the Charlotte Stonecrabs. And the Charlotte's and that game was probably the most exhilarating game that as we have a Buffalo Bills fans over here saying that the Buffalo Bills will be making the playoffs. I, I feel you, Buffalo fan. Right? And this is part of the reason why I kinda wanted to do this on, on, on Mixer. And I probably should have said um, on Mix LR Mix LR I probably should have said this from the beginning. And that's because if you're able to sign up on Mixer Live, when we, when we do the live podcast, you're able to interact with me directly. So if there's anything that you want me to say, anything you want to talk about, we can actually have a back and forth discussion. I'll, I'll leave a segment open every once in a while, you know, just, just to hear some fan interaction to see what you guys want to do. So I see you, Lou. I appreciate you. Buffalo Bills still going to lose. I don't even see them making a the playoffs. I'm sorry. And, I, and you know how much I love the Rexes. I'm, I'm sorry how much I love the Ryans. And you know this. I, I, I love me the Ryans, but... They're too inconsistent. And, 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 and listen, once, take it, take it from the guy that had them for five years, at least one of them for five years. Once they start sounding like white noise, then, then there's no more motivating the team, except for against the Jets and against the Patriots and against the Dolphins. Like, you'll be able to get up for those games. But all the other ones, nope. When we wanted to, he could you know find some motivation because he's a great motivator of people. He just can't he just can't sustain it. So that's all I was saying before. I, I, I had the privilege of calling a minor league um, baseball game this past Saturday between the West Palm Beach Cardinals and the Charlotte Stonecrabs, and this game was a game of history, at least for the season for the Palm Beach Cardinals, as the Palm Beach Cardinals has probably be, have probably been one of the worst teams in in minor league baseball. Or MILB this season. That, as I am being reminded, that they beat the Jets twice. They did. They definitely did beat the Jets twice. But like I said, those are the teams that they get up for. They get up for. They get up for all the rivalry games. So let's say they beat the Jets twice. They beat the Dolphins twice, and they beat and they, and they beat New England once. We're, we're what we're talking about that you guys maybe may get two more wins out of that. So we're talking about a seven-win season. I'm just saying. Just saying. He's gonna see, you're gonna be spent on those rivalry games. It's like shooting all your adrenaline at the same time. You know what I mean? It's, 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 listen, <laughs> we're not gonna go far down that road. Palm Beach Cardinals, Charlotte Stone Crabs. History was made. It was the very last game for the Palm Beach Cardinals, and the Palm Beach Cardinals have been one of the worst teams in minor league baseball. Not not only in record wise, but also when it came to leaving runners on base. And I'm not sure what got into them this game, as this game was quick. This game turned quickly as the Palm Beach Cardinals went up in the third inning, two to nothing. And they maintained that lead for about three innings until a complete breakdown in the sixth and the seventh. The sixth inning would allow four runs to come in. Seventh inning would allow one. So by the end of the seventh, the Palm Beach Cardinals were down five to two. And the, and when I say like the, the odds were stacked against them, the odds were stacked against them. Not only were they a bad team in the end, they were going and they were going through now their third pitcher of the evening. But so far, they were 0 and 61 when trailing in the eighth. So that basically that means all season. If they did not have the lead by the time they got into the eighth inning, they have not won one game this whole entire season. Well, the eighth inning comes around, 
and the Palm Beach Cardinals add two additional runs to the count to make it a 4-5 game. And then we have the bottom of the ninth. Score is still 5-4. And what happens? With runners in scoring position, with a runner in scoring position, we get a run drive home and it's 5-5. Unfortunately, the Cardinals weren't able to bring the additional runs home to be able to complete the comeback during regular innings. But they did leave that game tied 5-5. And we went into extra innings. And we went into the 10th inning. Score still 5-5. And we get into the bottom of the 11th. 5-5. And the Palm Beach Cardinals complete the comeback. They fill the bases. They bring a runner in. And we have a 6-5 victory in extra innings. And the Palm Beach Cardinals, for the first time this whole entire season, managed to come back while trailing after the eighth. And while I didn't get the opportunity to see a home run this season, I didn't get the chance to see who from the, from the Jupiter Hammerheads get on first, I was able to see... I was able to call the very last game for the Palm Beach Cardinals. And in that very last game, be privileged enough to get extra innings. And also to watch the Palm Beach Cardinals complete a comeback that they have attempted to do the whole entire season. So while I was there, they did something they haven't done for anybody else. And yes, in all North Carolina mocking fashion, a whole bunch of woos. We played across the airway. We announced during the PA. We're stoned, we're stoned on the play-by-play. -play. It was a fun, exciting night. And now that we're here, finally, right, we finally get the opportunity to talk about my mount hate more of sports. And since we are in football we are going to start with the football player that I obviously hate the most and since we still have listeners out there can anybody take a guess of which football player that I absolutely despise that I can't stand that just by the mere sight of him makes me want to spit and just start backhanded people left and right like I was a weed whacker can you guess it The listeners, are, the listeners are failing me today. Like, like, you, you would think that this would be an opportunity for them to just shoot, just start shooting in text, but, but no, we're not getting it today. But you know what? It shouldn't be hard to tell. It should, it honestly, it shouldn't be hard to tell. Because I am a fan of the J-E-T-S Jets Jets Jets. So it would only be right that there's only one person in the NFL that I truly despise because I believe that this person is single-handedly responsible for my team's bad luck, for their demise, for their lack of playoff appearances. And we'll talk about during the next show. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down, lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Don't forget you can find Bars me. closing down. On SoundCloud? Sun's out. Facebook? Where we going for breakfast? Twitter? Don't want to go far. Tune in radio? Rough night. And now M-I-X-L-I My T Sports. Die.
my, my team.